Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Steve from The Frugal Expat. Steve is a personal finance blogger I met through Twitter. It is only at the age of 30 that he started to get more interested in saving and investing. He certainly read a lot of blogs on the topic and as well on traveling. And little by little, this led him to write about it to help others with their money questions as well. As the name of his blog implies, we will talk about frugality. What that means, the difference between frugality and being cheap, the benefits of frugality, and how you can embrace a frugal lifestyle. This is a lifestyle I have adopted myself for a long time now, but it was not always the case, and I think more of us should embrace that lifestyle too. So I'm very excited to share that conversation. This episode is for you if you're curious about frugality, or perhaps you already started to embrace this lifestyle, but most importantly, this episode is for you if you want to live a life more true to yourself and not the life others want from you. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jonathan. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm uh, doing fine and I'm excited to speak to you because today we're going to speak about a topic which we have mentioned before, but not as a whole topic, as a whole episode itself, that is frugality. So, Steve, maybe we can start with the definition of uh, frugality. I mean, how you see it, actually. So what is frugality, actually? Because sometimes it's often confused with the cheap cheapness, being cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, Jonathan. To me, frugality, the definition would be it's good value, plus it's got a purchase price that's less than the market price. So it's all about value, but getting a good deal out of it, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. I think getting a good deal, and that's what a lot of people and listeners are interested in. But what is the difference with um, frugality and being cheap? Is there a difference at all or is it the same? It's quite different. As cheapness, it's more like uh, you're trying to, you're living fast and quick. Um, you buy something and you hope it lasts for a little bit and it's all for like a cheap price. Frugality is more about um, adding value. So when I go and buy, let's say, a computer, mm-hmm. I don't go buy the cheapest computer possible for it to last me for one or two years. I go and buy a computer that I think is going to last me maybe five or six or seven years, but I look for a good deal or a great price on it. Right now, I work with a MacBook. Mm-hmm. My MacBook is from seven years ago. I got it on a discount and it still works today. If I would have gone for a cheaper computer, it may have lasted maybe three, four years, but this MacBook is going on for seven years and I got a discount on it. See, that is the difference between um, going for a frugal purchase versus a cheap purchase. Cheap is for the short term. Frugal is for the long term, but it you can get it at a, a better price, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And OK, you mentioned MacBook. I mean, we're not sponsored by Apple or anything, but uh, yeah, I, my previous computer was a, was a Mac as well. And I kept it for six years, but then I, I just changed because I wanted a desktop computer then. But it, it was still working and I even managed to sell it uh, after six years. Okay, it was not a lot of money, but still I managed to sell it for, uh, I think, 300 euros. 
So, so it's still, uh, it, I still got a lot of mileage out of it. Yeah, exactly right. And that's, uh, that's how you, you think when you're thinking about being frugal versus cheap. Um, you think about uh, what brings value to your life instead of, let's just buy this, it'll last so long, and then we can go throw it out and throw, uh, buy something else. When you're thinking about being frugal, you're thinking about how can this last me long? How can this bring value to my life? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't just uh, buy a bunch of things and let it clutter up your house because it's cheap. You buy things that brings value to yourself and to your life. Mm-hmm. And Steve, to, to go back a bit to the Mac Apple uh, example, I think that's a good one because Mac or Apple products, usually they are considered expensive. I mean, they're not cheap, huh? But um, <laughs> even if you keep them a long time, I mean, when you buy them, okay, it might be a big chunk of uh, your budget or uh, your wallet. So people can say, oh, yes, you're right. I see the, the point in buying things for the long term, but sometimes that initial purchase is expensive. So I'd rather go for a PC because I need it now, or um, maybe it's with clothes, it's the same. So how, how can people go over that? Or is there a solution? Because maybe you, you have a, a limited budget for um, whatever you want to purchase. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, before you had a MacBook for like six or seven years, and then you sold it. Yeah. So an option for buying some of these expensive items is looking for maybe a used or second party or third party, second hand or even third hand um, product. Like you can see this with used cars. I see it with cell phones. You talk about Apple cell phones. Apple cell phones are so expensive. Um, they're some of them are about thousand dollars. And if you go to a site like Facebook um, Marketplace or any other type of marketplace, you can find a secondhand one much cheaper mm-hmm. than the first one. And it gives you the same amount of value, but just at a more discount price. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, you can buy quality at a cheap price by buying them secondhand. Now, really good. Uh, and does that uh, only apply to um, physical purchases or can you also apply that to food? and? Uh, Because this is what we buy every day. I mean, not every day, but uh, this is what we buy uh, on the regular, I would say. Yeah, with food, uh, that's a great question as well. And you can always buy name brand food. Like uh, when you think about potato chips, you got like Lay's, you've got Mm -hmm. all these other types of name brand foods. But you can also, and I know in the US, you have plenty of different grocery stores like Aldi's, and then there's uh, Lindel, which is a German chain also in the US. Mm-hmm. These stores um, give you like off-brand food. It's cheaper. It's the same food. It's just different packaging. And uh, that is another way you can save on food as well. Plus, if you want, uh, there's, um, I know there's also farmer's markets where you can buy fresh produce, and you can possibly bargain a deal to get better um better prices on produce no that's a good one and then um okay here we have aldi as well because it's uh it's german um actually and then we have of course all the major uh, supermarkets they have their own products i think that's a good one and it's not necessarily bad because usually the white product uh usually it's good it's good enough in in general and um maybe one tip i have we already talked about it in a previous episode but it's if you need ingredients to cook, maybe you do not need to have the most premium ingredients for every recipe because, uh, you know, sometimes if, depending on what you buy, the ingredient adds a flavor or a texture. 
but it's not the main ingredient. So it does not need to be the premium uh, ingredient. For example, tomatoes in a tomato sauce. Okay, maybe it's good to have good quality tomatoes. But if you use Parmesan in your cheese, uh, in, your, in your lasagna recipe or whatever, maybe you don't need to have the premium uh, Parmesan, for example. Oh, yeah, that's a great example. And just thinking of uh, a lasagna as well, even the pasta, you don't have to have the most expensive pasta. You can um, get a cheap pasta because it's, it's going to taste similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have the same flavor and it's, it's not going to really make a big difference in the way you eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And, and that's why I, what I thought, because uh, it happened to me that I was buying premium ingredients myself for recipes at home. And then I was like, yeah, but in the end, if I use um, a bit cheaper brand, maybe it will not change too much on the taste. And for some things, then sometimes I buy them premium. Sometimes I buy them yeah, relatively cheap, I would say. So yeah, indeed. Uh, and Steve, were you always that, uh, where does that frugality from you come from? Because were you always like this money savvy and looking for deals or looking for value in, in all you purchase? Um, I think uh, I grew up in a uh, in a home where my, my father was he was uh, both cheap and frugal at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, he would cheap out on things just because the money wasn't there, yeah. or he would be frugal on the other hand when he knew that okay, this item can last a long time. Let's try to make it last and have value. Um, and so then those two ideals were kind of put into my head. And um, as I grew older. I mean, not having as much money, I also tried to make sure, okay, how can I make money last longer? How can I make things last longer? Mm -hmm. I've had cheap things. Um, I've had cheap cars that don't last long. Um, And then I had like a good, a good used car that will last a long time, like a, uh, like a Toyota or a Honda. And it just keeps going and going. And that kind of helped me learn, okay, Maybe having the best value is more important than the price. Yeah. Any horror stories, uh, Steve? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, probably not me personally. Uh, My father, he he once bought a Jeep. He was looking for a new vehicle. And I was working at a Toyota dealership at the time. And I said, hey, you should look at buying either a Toyota or even a Honda. These will last you a long time. Now, he wasn't he wasn't looking at something last long. Well, he wanted a vehicle. He just didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. cheapened out and bought like a Jeep. I'm not sure. It's just one of those Jeep SUVs that was um, about 15,000 US, brand new. And it seemed like every time I would talk to him on the phone, there was just something new happening to the jeep that he had to fix Mm -hmm. so he kept putting more and more and more money into it and about um, maybe three to five years later he was just done with it he was like this is this is costing me more money than to than i had bought it so he decided to sell it yeah and then he bought a honda which is now he's at like maybe seven between seven and ten years on the same honda which i was like yes this is what i was talking about (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. It's uh, 17 years. Wow. And it's still uh, running well. I mean, uh, driving well and stuff. No issues or, or no major issues. No major issues. He just uh, he goes in, he takes it in for regular maintenance and um, it just it just works. And he, he's quite happy with it. He's not complaining about it. 
He likes how it feels, and it just lasts long. Okay. Uh, and Steve, uh, in your entourage, uh, I know now you live in uh, Taiwan. We'll talk about it later. But how is that perceived, this frugality? I mean, is, is uh, oh, yeah, Steve is cheap. Or, I mean, do your friends say, oh, Steve the cheap or uh, Steve the frugal? I mean, how do you adjust with your circle of friends? Or are they all frugal themselves? Uh, I wouldn't say they're all frugal. I think uh, a lot of them, they may think, I don't know if they think that we're cheap, <laughs> but they, they look at it. They're like, oh, Steve and Sarah, Sarah's my wife. They're like, Steve and Sarah, uh, they, they live so cheaply. We can do this as well. Ah, okay. <laughs> and that's it's, cool. it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's the thought that, uh, oh, if you guys can do it, we can do it too. Okay. And do you think it's hard for, um, I mean, for me, when I was a student, I was rather cheap. Uh, I was <laughs> trying to find the, the cheapest stuff because I didn't have a lot of uh, uh, student budget, let's say. Uh, and then, okay, as more money I had, I was looking for more frugal choices. But do you think it's hard to move from this, let's say, mainstream or um, not being necessarily frugal to, to this frugality stage where you're at? Is it difficult for uh, your friends, for example, or for uh, people that you talk uh, with? I think, it's, I think it's a lot tougher than if you started off cheap going to frugal. I think uh, if you are... If you got a higher um, lifestyle and you spend more money on a lot of different things, mm -hmm. I think it it takes a mindset change. Um, I've got some friends. I came I came home from Taiwan once, and they said, "Oh, how much do you save?" And I told them, "Like what? How do you save so much?" And I'm like, yeah. "Well, I just kind of live like a frugal life. I I don't try to." go out uh, to eat as much. I don't do this. We try to eat a lot of food at home and we take public transportation. We use our bikes more often. And I mean, they, they just wondered how I did it, but it's the mindset change. You have to think, how, how can I go from um, spending all this money and changing my lifestyle? I need to be able to cut costs. I need to be kind of living below my means mm -hmm. and kind of cut some of the things that um, you have been used to for so long. Yeah, I mean, and that may be the the hard part actually cutting, cutting on expenses. I mean, cutting your habits actually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oftentimes, um, I think right after I left college, where I was cheap, all of a sudden I was kind of flushed with money because I was working a job and had more money. And the thing I would do is like, oh, you know, I could go out to bars, I could uh, yeah. eat out, <laughs> and then then I realized like, whoa, at the end of the month, I was like. Oh, my paycheck, I don't have much money in my bank accounts. And every month kind of kind of was the same. And then I was realizing, you know, if I stopped eating out or even stopped going to a bar, I could all of a sudden save some more money. And so I cut it down maybe to like once a week. Yeah. And all of a sudden my bank account looked fuller. I was like, whoa. And then I remember my days of in college and um, with my my father and my family. I was like, you know, I can just I can just go back to kind of being frugal, looking at different generic items in the grocery store, looking at ways I can save on electricity or water or even rent. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, uh, one of my favorite um, personal finance authors is Ramit Sethi, and he always says. Uh, yeah, you should not cut back on small things, but focus on the big wins. Uh, what do you think about his uh, approach? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so he, he talks about like, okay, if you like coffee, 
and you want to spend money on coffee, you can spend money on coffee. Yeah. Um, but you, but cut cut on things that you don't find value in your life. Um, like I don't really find value in going out to eat. Okay. I find value more of cooking at home because <laughs> I can cook it. I can make delicious meals and I can save some for later for like the next meal. And I, I enjoy doing that and I get to do it with my wife. That is something I enjoy. Now, one thing I also enjoy, but costs some money is traveling. And so um, I put more of my money into traveling instead of putting all my money into kind of living regular life. And I think uh, Ramit Sethi talks about certain things like that as well. He would rather put money into traveling as well. Yeah. But um, other things you can just, you can cut costs on in order to enjoy the certain things you'd like to enjoy. Yeah. So it's about a bit redirecting your money instead of giving out as for every type of purchase, food, transport, travel, your hobbies, is to say, hey, maybe I can reduce in the parts that are less important to me. And then I can put a bit more of that money to, to the things I enjoy and that I really value in my life. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, my wife and I enjoy travel. We can travel on budget airlines if we wanted to. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I prefer to have, uh, I guess, a better airline yeah. in order to um, have, like when I arrive to a place, I want to be well-rested. I want to feel good when I get off the plane and on a budget airline, I just don't feel good. Yeah. And um, so putting money into places of value, is much more important to me. Mm -hmm. And what about uh, accommodation? Uh, do you go to a hostel? Do you go to a, like a normal hotel or even maybe a bit fancy? Um, actually, um, when I travel for accommodation, we, my wife and I, we will look at, uh, we will look at hostels. We will look at um, places on like booking.com or go to, to find like maybe a good deal on a accommodation, like a hotel or something. Um, it's not the fanciest, but if the pictures, the reviews and everything looks like it matches like our budget and it looks like it's going to be comf comfortable, we'll choose it. Um, if the best option is a hostel, we'll look and see what is got the best value for our money. Uh, we don't look at the cheapest. We don't look at the most expensive. We mm -hmm. want to see what's got the best kind of bang for your buck. Yeah. And then, Steve, you know, okay, we talk about traveling, the food, and then the car of your father. But one question I have is, I think it's important, and I'm kind of doing these things as well, but doesn't it take too much of your time, uh, Steve? Looking for the best deals, looking for the good value, etc. Well, yeah, that's a, a great question, Jonathan. Um, As I look for, for being frugal, it's always it's always a matter of am I saving time or am I saving money? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oftentimes I try to get my wife on the same page as I am, and sometimes she is um, rather insistent on saving on money, and sometimes I'm rather insistent on saving on time. But so we have to kind of meet in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when looking for I would say when looking for flights um, to travel, I would spend the time to find the best deal. Mm -hmm. And the same thing for accommodation. But with other things, I guess sometimes uh, we'll rather find, I think it would be finding better price. Like if, we are, we're, if we're out and about, we kind of look, all right, this is a good price. 
But I mean, we could spend maybe an hour or more looking for a better price, but the difference really doesn't matter. It may be a difference of a dollar or two. Yeah. So th- there's no point in that. It's better to make a decision now than rather wait like a couple of hours, just kind of wandering, trying to find that best price. Yeah. And, and I can share something about myself is that um, when it comes to travel, I mean, I used to travel a bit, a bit more uh, before, but it was... Um, you know, I was looking for deals on the planes, on the hotels, etc. And then sometimes I would get uh, in a conundrum, in a dilemma with the hotels. Like, should I pick this one? It's closer to the to the center of the city or something, or the attractions, or that one. It's a bit further, but it's a bit nicer. It's a bit cheaper. You know, it, then I, I can get stuck. I could get stuck for um, I don't know, not for hours, but uh, I could get stuck for a long time. And the, then the difference in price. Uh, might have been 50 euros, uh, which is uh, not worth my time to think about. And then now I'm really getting pissed off when sometimes it happens to me too. Uh, And then, uh, okay, I'm getting pissed off. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm taking a decision in the next five minutes, both options or the three options are right. I'll take this one, you know, because (laughs) because I'm tired of uh, wasting my money there. And then I pick it. And what I used to do before is to check again, for example, a flight. Oh, has the price changed? I make a good deal. Uh, this is something I did, and okay, now I don't do it anymore. But it it took some effort to not going back and look at if the price has changed on my flights. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, this happens. This happens to me all the time. Like I'm like, oh, this one's good. This one's better. Maybe this one. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I just got to make a decision. Yes. <laughs> and uh, because. If you just keep thinking and thinking and thinking, yes, you'll get pissed off, you'll get frustrated, and it's just, it's just, ah. And if you could just, you're like, this one's going to do it. We'll do it and make it happen. Yes. And sometimes, I mean, here I take the example of traveling, but for other things, I mean, maybe picking, I don't know, what a plumber for your, for who's going to come and repair your, um, your sink or uh, whatever it is, or the, the two dishes at the restaurant, sometimes you pick a decision. And I know that usually when I pick the decision, I feel much better. And then I move on to other stuff. Then it, it takes all the space in your brain. Okay, holidays, it's a fun thing. But sometimes it's personal things in your life that you need to choose. Uh, should I go there? Should I not go there? Should I go this place, that place? Should I uh, buy this microphone for my podcast or the other one? Pick one, <laughs> move on, see where it takes you. And then as you say, uh, Steve, and then uh, you, you'll figure it out. And then uh, Steve, of course. Living a frugal life is a good way to, uh, to be financially responsible uh, with one's money. But of course, at some point, you need as well to invest. I mean, you cannot only save money because with that saved money, what do you do, uh, Steve? Yeah, you're right. Uh, you must invest. I mean, with, if you're just saving money in a bank, the bank doesn't give much interest. Your, your money is actually losing value mm-hmm. due to the fact that inflation is happening. And that's why what I, what I do is... I'll take that money that I've saved and I'll invest it into um, low-cost index funds. Mm-hmm. Usually, my my index funds are with Vanguard, and I usually choose the uh, the total markets, uh, the total stock market index fund with Vanguard for the U.S. stock market. That's what I like to do with my frugal money because, honestly, if I can grow that money, then that means I don't have to worry about my money issues further down the line in the next. 10, 15, 20 years, I've already saved and it's already growing for me. Mm -hmm. I think that is a great thing you can do with your money. Um, 
when you're being frugal. Because you can't just be saving in a bank. It just sits there and does nothing. I would rather it working for me Mm -hmm. and bringing value to my life. Yeah, indeed. And and, and just imagine, I'm just thinking out loud, but for example, let's say you you need to travel or you want to travel and you find uh, flights that are 200 euros or 200 dollars cheaper. You put that money into your um, into your uh, Vanguard account, into your uh, stock exchange. Uh, I mean, your, your broker's portfolio, and that money grows in the background. So actually, you save more than two hundred euros because you save something that might uh, multiply a certain number of times during your life without you doing any much effort. So you do one effort to find a good flight or better hotel or maybe um, a better car. And you do and all these uh, savings you will grow for you and they can even do 2x, 3x during the course of your life without you doing anything. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's kind of one of the best things about uh, being frugal is uh, you, you got this frugal lifestyle. And at the end of the day, you're saving more money than you would expect to save on that flight. Like you said, uh, 200 euros. And with compounding interest, um, the next 10, 20, 30, even 40 years from now, that $200 has grown to a massive amount. Yes, indeed, indeed. And added it with your regular savings. And then, Steve, uh, yeah, so you mentioned you're in um, Taiwan right now with your wife. So uh, somehow I have a few guests from Taiwan here. I had no man numbers as well, so I don't know why Taiwan is so attractive. So, yeah, why did, what, <laughs> what, what brought you to Taiwan, actually, Steve? Uh, that's a great question. Um, about four years ago, I was looking for a change in my life. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do some traveling. And one of the great things about um, about Taiwan is I can work here as an English teacher. I can save maybe ten to fifteen thousand USD a year mm-hmm. um, with with a pretty good job and just living frugally. And then I can um, go and travel. And so that was one of the reasons I decided to move to Taiwan. Was um, it was a great place, great weather. People were incredibly nice and um, good food as well. So then I was like, okay, I'll move here. I'll save money. I'll travel and see where life takes me. Okay, that, that's great. And can you then, you mentioned the, the Vanguard account. So the, um, yeah, your, your uh, portfolio, your investment portfolio. So can you still manage that from the US? I mean, is that okay? Uh, or how does that work? Because you know, when sometimes you, you move abroad, it can be difficult with those uh, financial institutions? Yes, uh, that's a great question. Technically, Vanguard's not supposed to be selling me any uh, mutual funds. So what I do is, I mean, it's not legal, but I use a, a VPN to kind of kind of mask my location so then I can invest money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Because uh, depending on the type of account, yeah, sometimes it's uh, if it's retirement, then it's difficult if you live abroad, but if you are in the country, then uh, okay. I see. Okay, well, Steve, um, would you have any, for the listeners, do, do you have any two or three tips to, to get on, to start with um, yeah, being more frugal or um, yeah, in their life? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, one, one of my tips is um, to live a life of value. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, when you buy things and when you uh, spend money, try to see if this is bringing you li- uh, value into your life. Um, that is, I, I would say, tip one number one. Because if, if it's not bringing value, then you should cut it out and 
put that money towards something that will bring value into your life. Uh, number two, I would think is um, don't just go and buy anything. Actually think about what you're buying. Think about why you're buying it and um, what's the purpose of it. If we were just out there just buying clothes just because they look good, and then that's just that's just kind of wasting your money. If you're buying a suit because it's going to enhance your job performance, it's going to help provide for your job, then that sounds like a good purchase. But if you're just got a closet full of suits you never wear, well, mm -hmm. what's the point? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Do you have anything on the on minimalism? Because you talk a lot about being in kind of intentional making the right choice, don't buy everything. Are you a bit of a minimalist yourself? Uh, yes, I would say I'm a bit of a minimalist myself. I think I have, so I've got two suits. I have maybe five, five or six different t-shirts, maybe two or three pairs of pants, maybe two or three different ties and a bunch of socks. And, and that's, a, that's about it of my closet. I, I just, I, I wear the same thing over and over yeah. because I really I don't need anything else. And uh, my wife always says, Steve, why do you have so many clothes? It's like, I don't have that many clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have saw it before I went to Taiwan. <laughs> I think my house is all about trying to have less clutter and less things. Being someone that lives abroad, it is best kind of keeping my suitcase lighter. Yeah. And when I travel, I try to keep everything lighter and more condensed. Um, and I think minimalism goes along with that, having value for each item that you own. Okay, very good. And then, Steve, um, I think we, we came at the end of the show. And uh, so, yeah, one, I really want to thank you for this uh, yeah, very good conversation, uh, very interesting. And um, I, I hope we can uh, bring some more frugality into the world. But um, mostly, I mean, it's not about uh, having people do the same things as we do, but more about having people enjoy their money more, actually. Yes, I, I totally agree. I believe that if they can enjoy their money, plus live a life where it's got value, then mm. that, is, that is the most important thing. Yeah, because sometimes, and it happened to me, yeah, um, it's you, you spend money for things or whatever, experiences, and then it's you do because everybody else does, or you, you do it, yeah, it, because you should do it, or it's uh, everybody, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're 30 years old. You should buy a big TV. You should, I don't know, have what? A lawnmower. I don't know what. You should have these things, but you, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you want one, yeah, sure, buy one. But uh, yeah. So yeah, that, that's a bit of a message I also like to pass on is, yeah, be intentional with your purchases. Yeah. So Steve, thank you. And um, as you know, uh, before I let you go, we always have our three quick fire questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So question number one is, what is the best investment you made? I think it would be my relationship with my wife. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, just being able to put money, time, and effort into it has really helped um, grow it strong. And I believe as a team, we can do so many great things. And so every day I try to put, once again, time, money, and effort into that relationship. Yes, very good. And I saw that uh, pizza the other day on Twitter. It looked uh, very good. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we made that <laughs> last night. And uh, at the end, like my wife was uh, a little hesitant and she's like, this is good. And I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, very good. And um, question number two, what is a book you can recommend to anyone? And it does not need to be a, necessarily a financial book. 
Um, I would say uh, never split the difference. Oh yeah, and this it. book is about um, is from Chris Voss. He is a ex FBI negotiator, and the book is about negotiation. And I think it brings a lot of value into people's lives because you're not you're negotiating everything in your life, and so it's a great way to th- know how to think, a great way to interact with other people as well. Mm-hmm. No, I read it as well. It's uh, one of my favorite books of uh, of last year, actually. So no, really. Excellent uh, recommendation. And then uh, last question is, what is the best purchase? I know you're frugal, but still, what is the best purchase you've made for under $100, uh, Steve? I would say it's my wife's cell phone. She has an iPhone 7, mm-hmm. and she had lost, well, technically she didn't lose, but she she misplaced her iPhone 5 while we were traveling to Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And um, she was without a phone, and a friend of ours decided to sell us his iPhone 7 for $25. Oh, so we said, we're like, yes, let's do it. And we've, we've had it for two years, still going strong. And it's one of the best values I think I've made for under $100. Okay, very good. Secondhand, as we said in the beginning of the, of the episode. And uh, yeah, great value, still going strong. Perfect. Okay, Steve. So, um, okay, the people can find you at thefrugalexpat.com to find more about uh, you, to find out, uh, I think you have some calculators as well and some very good articles uh, on various topics. Uh, where else can they find you, Steve? Um, they can find me on Twitter at the Frugal Expat one That's the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Website and Twitter. Okay. Very good. I'll link it all in the show notes so uh, the listeners can find you. And and Steve, thank you again very much. It was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Thank you, Jonathan. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you find it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend, or you can also read the show in your favorite podcast app. This will help the show to grow. So if you do so, thank you very much. And now let's go through the key takeaways for today. Number one, a definition of frugality. Frugality is good value at the below market purchase price means getting value and getting a deal out of it. Frugality is all about bringing value to yourself and to your life and with a long-term perspective. Number two, frugality versus being cheap. If you're cheap, you live fast and quick. You focus only on a low price. Frugality focuses on value. If you're cheap, you look at short-term gains. Frugality, you look at the long-term. Products that last for longer time and if possible, bought at a discount or secondhand. A link to a previous article with more differences between being cheap or frugal. So yeah, if you want to know more, head to the show notes. Number three, a few frugality tips. So you can look for secondhand products on the marketplace, eBay, your local secondhand website. Regarding food, look at white label products. They're often as good as normal ones. Bargain deals at farmer's markets. Buy premium or cheaper products depending on the final use of that product. In general, you should cut on things that do not bring value to your life. And as well, when you're comparing products or services, we took the airlines and the hotels online, consider the following. Am I saving time or money? Make your decision, make it happen, and don't look back. Number four. Yeah, what should you do with all the saved up money? Well, you should invest it. Do not save it in the bank unless you do not have an emergency fund in place yet. And think about it. The 200 euros of dollars you saved up will multiply over the long term and bring even more value to your life. So it's one small effort, but it can have a big impact on your money. And last but not least, 
few tips to live a life of value. Think about, is this purchase bringing value to your life? Yes, good. No, cut it out. Think about what and why you are buying an item. Have a value for each item you own. And in the end, all these tips and the frugal lifestyle is not about living a life of deprivation. Huh? It's about enjoying your money more and bringing more value to your life as well. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.